Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Uh, Brian and AD here again. Got to thank Roy and uh, Mr. Williams, Luke Williams, uh, for joining us in that last segment. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, for for watching. Uh, please, you know, I know we'll 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 obviously this will be available on YouTube and Facebook and the Pod Zone BCSN Pod Zone is where you can watch the podcast version of this. And that'll be up here uh, sometime later tonight, early tomorrow morning. And um, then we'll go uh, we'll, we'll go from there. But let's get into Drew. All right. Big stories of the of the football weekend, because we've got a lot to do in this uh, second hour of the show. And uh, we, we're not going to go overtime. That's our pledge. So whatever we don't get in, Drew, it's just going to end up being on the shelf for another time. All right. You I believe when that. I see you, Brian. That? I believe when I see well, I'm, you. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you so that if I speak it into existence and you speak it into existence, we're all on the same page with where we're trying to go. Well, let's, right? stop. Well, let's stop wasting time and negotiating. Let's get into it. Okay, number one story. Whenever you have a number one team go down, that's your big story from the weekend. And there was no bigger upset than number one Virginia Union. Uh, in, in every HBCU poll that ranks and separates major and uh, non-major, mid-major, non-D1, how, anybody from the D2 NAIA circuit, Virginia Union was the top dog, undisputed. They were nationally ranked number 10 in the Division II polls. Uh, were they hosting? I believe they were hosting, Shawan. Yes, all those road games that they won, and, yes. and they, lose, they lose this one at home. 26 to 21, uh, losing to Shawan, who came on the road. And, and really, it was, uh, you know, uncharacteristic play by Virginia Union. Gave up, uh, interception return for a touchdown. Uh, I believe also a scoop and score for a touchdown. Uh, on a block so, I mean, punt. Deep, on a block punt. So you had. Uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and so, I mean, you had a game that all of a sudden flipped on a dime uh, thanks to two defensive touchdowns that lead to the upset. Uh, Shawan's defense actually held Jada Byers, the nation's leading rusher, to just 109 yards, which by comparison, look, that's... That's a bad day for him. Exactly, because he had been averaging like what? 
He was averaging what? 170s? 195. 195. Wow. Yeah. Um, You know, seven sacks, four takeaways. I mean, when you have the kind of defensive effort that Shawan had, I mean, you got to overcome a lot. And and so uh, Shawan really – and you know what's funny? What's funny about this, Drew? During the entire Bryce Witt era of Shawan, and they had some outstanding offensive teams, they never had the defense – Right, that to back up the great numbers that he was putting up and his teammates were putting up offensively, he he graduates and guess what? It's defense that is one step away from putting them into the uh, the uh, CIAA championship. Now, talk about the scenarios of the CIAA and what it looks like now that Union did not claim it. is the the South decided? Just break that down, Drew. All right. First of all, raise your hand if you called this upset. I didn't think so. No, yeah. no, no one in black college media called it. Outside of wherever Shawan is located in at, in North Carolina, I don't think anyone <laughs> called this uh, game. All right. Now, what does this mean? Let's start off with the CIAA. Fayetteville State has sold up to CIAA South. Let's go ahead and that. You can pencil C, uh, Fayetteville State in as the South representative for the championship. Fourth game. consecutive year, correct? Fourth consecutive yes. year. Is this a Buffalo Bill year? Fayetteville State. Question is, is this a uh, Buffalo Bill year? That's the question. Uh, All right. <laughs> now, let's, let's let's move over to the North. The, the North has not been decided well with the Union laws. Union wins, North is over. With that loss, Shawan must beat Elizabeth City State. All right. We, we throw that one out there. Just wanted to put that out there for general knowledge. Shawan has to beat Elizabeth City State. And two win Elizabeth City State. But those two wins are in conference, if I remember correctly. What what is the okay, so what are the tiebreak scenarios? Because if Virginia that, Union that, beats their rival Virginia State, Shawan loses. Somehow loses. So, Shawan loses. Shawan loses. Virginia Union will have the uh, will win the North because that will be Shawan's second loss. But if uh, Union oh, beats yes, State, yes, you're right. You're right. I got you. I got you. If, yeah, I, I, Union, I looked right past that. If Union beats State and Shawan beats Elizabeth City State, Shawan will be the representative out of the North. Based on the head to head. Now, let's take this one step further, Brian. Let's talk D2 playoffs right now. According well, hold on, hold on, to. Hold on. Before we. Wait, 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 wait. Because I think. Okay. Can, can we do that without first talking about what happened in the SIC? Do, do, we, do we need to talk about what happened over okay. in the SIC before we talk about the playoffs? That's fine. That's fair. Okay. Anything else? So you, you brought up the fact that the, uh, in terms of the CIAA, um, you know, uh, uh, Fayetteville beat oh, Shaw 28 to 20, yeah. which yeah. they pretty much clinched. Uh, so Fayetteville State is now 7 and 2, 6 and 1 overall. They take on a Winston Salem State team next week. Uh, other than the fact that Winston Salem State has won three games in a row and coming from out of nowhere, really. Uh, this game really is a pride game. It really doesn't play into Fayetteville State at all, correct? Uh, Fayetteville no State needs this win 
a playoff ranking. That was oh, that's what this game means. Okay. Yes, that's what this game means for them. Although uh, Winston-Salem is a below 500 team, this is a game that they not only need to win, but they need to dominate this game in order to impress the committee. All right. All right. So that's the scenario. So what does the so the Virginia Union loss? What that means is we very we we very well may have an undisputed new number one this upcoming week in many of the polls. And that will probably be the Benedict College Tigers, who, you know, as Roy said in the previous segment, everything they're doing is unprecedented. And so uh historical even uh they are ranked 15th in the nation they got a 49 to 20 win over clark for homecoming they are now eight and oh i believe uh nine and oh nine and oh am i am i correct on that nine and oh nine and oh nine and oh yep nine and oh they got allen university so they'll probably be number one in many of the polls and i also say that because the number three team in many people's poll. Well, I would say who is probably Fayetteville State. No, Fort Valley State was probably the number three team in many polls. Uh, it's toss up between Fayetteville State and yeah, Fayetteville, Fort Valley was three. Albany was probably four in most polls. Okay, so Fort Valley State loses a tough game to Savannah State, twenty-eight twenty-four. Not, um, I don't think many people saw that. That was in the Central City Classic. Uh, that's a neutral site game. Where was that game played at? Macon, Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia. Okay. Uh, did you see the video of the controversial non or the controversial touchdown that was reviewed and disallowed? No. Okay. I will. I I won't go any further then, since you didn't see it, and I because I didn't know when that occurred. But uh, Albany State ended up winning thirty-one to seven over Morehouse, uh, Tuskegee. Seven consecutive wins wraps up the West, twenty-eight to seven. I called. I feel like we called that about three weeks ago. But if you think of where Tuskegee was after what the first two weeks of the season, Drew, it's like after they got number seven hundred, they've been on a roll. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So and and this one is the. First game since that 700 where you can honestly say that their defense won this game. As the 700 game 700 was a 13 to 10 uh, slobber knocker. Every other game, you know, it's been 30 points for each team until this past game right here. Yeah, only gave up seven points. Uh, that was actually in the third quarter uh, when they gave that up. Uh, on a uh, 58-yard t- look, it took a 58-yard touchdown run to give it up. So, I mean, you could you could you could chalk that up to one one breakdown, one probably one, uh, one one play. And so, uh, but pretty much a a perfect uh, a game, a perfect outcome. As Tuskegee is now six and zero in conference play, winners of seven in Tuskegee. a row. And talk about the Tuskegee defense, you know. Kentucky State ran for 171 yards, I believe, in this particular game. And that's a that's once again, this is that Jada Byers syndrome. That's a good day for both teams. Except when you're averaging 223 yards per game, 
uh, like Kentucky State has. So holding them to 40 yards under their rushing average is was key. Also, and I said this when I was on the uh, on HBCU Nightly, which is a Twitter space hosted by uh, Joshua Sims, a friend of the Black College Sports Network. I said the key number in the game, Brian, for the Tuskegee Kentucky State, it was the number 10. That number 10 represented the number of passes Kentucky State threw. Kentucky State threw over 10 passes, they were going to lose. They threw under 10 passes, they were going to win. And they threw 16 passes in this particular game. Henceforth, the loss. Okay. Um, So the SIC championship is set, I believe, right? Benedict is is 6-0. Tuskegee will be traveling to Benedict. And for those wondering, both teams are undefeated in, in conference play, but the SIC alternates east-west every year. Record does not matter. It, it goes east or west this year. Championship game will be in the east, which is going to be hosted by Benedict. Okay, so uh, we've got the SIAC decided. We've got half of the CIAA decided. Now let's go into playoff scenarios based off what happened this past weekend, Drew. All right. These last week you had the top 10 come out. They were not ordered. I believe when they put out the new top 10, they will order the teams this week when that comes out on Monday. Have they done that? Have you ever seen them do that before? Why, why do you think they did that for the first week? I don't know, because I used I thought they had always ordered it in the past. But maybe that's right. kind of like, uh, you know, like most people don't have polls come out until October, so they have a chance to really evaluate teams. Pretty much the same thing. This is this is kind of about So maybe that's why they put that out there, so that teams could – you didn't really have to worry about teams sliding and falling because there's still too much uh, – that could occur. Obviously, we saw that in the uh, CIAA. We saw it in the SIAC. We also saw it in the SAC, which was one of the conferences that include this super region along with the Gulf South Conference. Now, every, everything ran to chalk in the Gulf South Conference, but there was another top 10 team that lost in the SAC, the South Atlantic Conference, also this weekend. So, no, there were two. There were two top 10 teams that lost in the South Atlantic Conference this past wow. weekend with uh, Lenore Ryan and Newberry losing this weekend. Okay. So okay. here are Let's the new pro- projected top 10 teams. Whose Delta projections State. are these? This is comes from inkblocksports.com, who is very accurate. He hit nine of the 10 that were in the initial rank. Gotcha. So okay, uh, and he and he has a formula that uses the uh, NCAA formula, but they still have the human factor. They can uh, raise the lower teams based on the human factor on the NCAA committee. So this is just the nerdy portion of that formula. <laughs> Delta State number one, Benedict number two, Wingate number three, West Florida number four, Virginia Union at five. Limestone, six. Excuse me. Limestone and Tuskegee tied at number six. 
at number eight is Albany State. So after after Limestone and Tuskegee, those would be the teams that would in. Right now, Albany State is the first team out, according to inkblocksports.com. Number nine is Tuscaloosa. Number 10 is Fayetteville State, followed by Fort Valley State and Shawan. So that is the top 12. And that's usually how they do it. They usually do it about the top 12 at this point in time, top 12 to 14 teams. Who was 11 and 12 again? That Fayetteville followed by Fort Valley. No, excuse me. Fort Valley, Shawan. Fayetteville was 10. All right, so let's see. As it looks like going into this week, we know Benedict has a game this upcoming week against Allen University. Union has to play Virginia State on the road. Never easy. Never easy. That's a rival game. We've seen that thing go south for Union before. Let's not talk about the overtime fake kick. We're not going to mention that, okay? We're not going to mention that that happened. The busted water bucket. (laughs) <laughs> yes, the busted water bucket play. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Tuskegee has um, Miles, rival game. Um, you know, they got their old coach. Homecoming slash senior day. And your old coach is coming to town. Yes. that's That game is at Miles, right? No, the game is at Tuskegee. Tuskegee is hosting. Oh, so it's – is this going to be the first game in the new stadium, the new renovated stadium? Man, all they did was put some carpet down and did, and did a little bit of paint. But, yes, this is the first game in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's all they did? It took the whole season just to do that? Boy, Drew, I love the way you just minimized a whole season in the just, oh, man, they just put some carpet down and, okay, man, okay. Okay, let me, let me take a look. They had to put they put new turf down, but they had to turn out all the old drainage and everything because it was a natural surface. So they had to take out all the uh, pipe underground irrigation and everything else in order to uh, lay down the uh, the new turf. So you could just lay it down on top of the uh, everything else. And they had to rip everything out. That's what took so long. All right. Uh, Albany State has Fort Valley State, which, you look, that that's a the, uh, Fountain City Classic, correct? Yes. I will be in the which, house for that. You know, been, that would have been interesting had Fort Valley not stumbled uh, to see where they would be. And uh, then, um, so, and then you've got uh, Fayetteville State taking on Winston-Salem. Okay. Now, let, the one hold thing. Hold on. Let, let me. Let, 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 me, let me throw out some other games to watch in some of the other conferences. Wingate. Now, how do these week, other games? Well, hold on. No, no, no. Let, let, let's stick to the HB. I mean, time is a thing. Let's let's stick to the HBCU. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, I, let, let's – because what I was going to ask you has to do with after week 10. Okay. Right? Because Correct. of that list, what we do know, Benedict has an 11th game. Tuskegee has an 11th game. Fayetteville State has an 11th game. Union, Albany State, Fort Valley State do not have an 11th game. Well, let me ask this. Is Albany State, Fort Valley, is that an elimination game? In essence, yes. Okay. So somebody may be. For Fort Valley, definitely an elimination game. 
Albany State could possibly lose the Fountain City Classic and still backdoor their way in. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in terms of conference, is this where you were going to go when you were talking about Wingate in terms of conference? Because where, where, I'm assuming Delta, uh, wins, Delta uh, Wingate, West Florida. As of right now, Delta will get the Gulf South uh, bid, preferred qualifier. Excuse me, earn access is the word. Delta State would be to earn access, which is a fancier way for an automatic bid with a with a few extra caveats. SIAC champion will get that one. Wingate will get the one for the South Atlantic. Here's where it gets interesting, though, Brian. There's a scenario where the CIAA loses their bid. How is that possible? Hey, let's say Fayetteville State loses to uh, uh, Winston-Salem this weekend. Doesn't matter for as far as the championship game, but now they've right. got that loss on their on their record. Okay. And then Fayetteville State turns around and beats a Shawan in the CIAA championship game. Okay. Could not the CIAA out altogether. But you, are you, you're, you're not mentioning anything about Union, who's sitting there at number five. Right. I'm not, I'm not mentioning anything about Union. What Union ha- has to uh, worry about is if Tuskegee defeats Benedict. Benedict is in. Assuming they win Saturday, Allen, which is a safe assumption, Benedict is in. Even if they lose the SIC championship game, Benedict ten and one Benedict that you think is in regardless is in, correct? Okay, they would get in as a uh, at large. Okay, which means the earned access will probably go to Tuskegee, assuming Tuskegee beats Miles this weekend. Uh huh. With that shuffling, that could push Benedict down. That number seven spot. And remember, okay. under earned access, if one of those teams is eight or nine with the earned access, they take the number seven's place. Union wow. could possibly fall to that number seven, especially with the inactivity in week 11. Okay. Now, there was some talk before everything happened this weekend of the winner of the Fountain City, Fountain City Classic playing at 11th game, 11th game. There was talk trying to possibly, since the CIAA has a similar schedule, finding a, an opponent from the CIAA. Well, there's really only, there, there was only one opponent out there from the CIAA that would be resume-worthy resume for an SIAC team to play, and that was Virginia State. Until last week with Virginia Union loss. Now okay. there are two resume-worthy opponents in the CIAA that uh, Albany State or Fort Valley State could possibly play. So, and, and, and these are discussions that are, that, that that are that 
may be going on. They may not be going on. But that will essentially be an elimination game. If they do have played the 11th game, that's potentially an elimination game for somebody. And there's no guarantee that the winner would still get in, but it boosts the resume. Can we just go ahead and promote now the winner of Virginia Union, Virginia State versus the winner of the Fountain City Classic? Period. That's what we. That's hey, what. That's, that's what we would. That's what we need to promote. Hey, let's beat in Charlotte. That's it, right? Let's beat in Charlotte. Beat in Charlotte. Where are you going to play in Charlotte? Where? Charlotte. Uh, somebody. Where are you going to play? In, too many HBCUs in the Charlotte area. We play it somewhere. Well, what's that? Who's in Charlotte? Johnson C. Smith's in Charlotte, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Who else? Livingstone? Are they, where's Livingstone in Charlotte? I yeah. don't know. Are they really? Uh, I think it's either Livingstone or St. Dollars. One of them is Charlotte. But just, just play the game okay. in Charlotte. Play it on neutral site. Play it in Charlotte. Okay. CIAA right, so SIAC Challenge. All right. So who do we do we? Oh, hey, okay. So, uh, so for anybody listening, that's what we want to promote. We want to promote the winner of the Virginia Virginia State contest taking on the winner of the Fountain City Classic because we somebody if, we could take the Greensboro if we don't take it to Charlotte. I, I pick a spot. Come on, we're, we're I don't pick care. a spot. Pick North right. Carolina is a good spot because that's in the middle, and, and you still All you right. can still get people traveling out of out of Georgia into North Carolina, and for those coming down from Virginia, it's not that bad of a ride. Either. Somewhere on 95. All right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Somewhere on 95. Charlotte's not on 95. On I know that. It's close enough. It's close enough to 95. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know some people who live in that area. If you're watching the show, if you're, if you're, you're like, no, it's not. There's nowhere near 95. That's like two hours east, uh, west. Excuse me. I know a little bit of geography knowing that Charlotte is nowhere near 95. But I could be wrong. But okay. So. Uh, look, I love – that's what I love about D2 football this time of year, Drew, is that these playoff scenarios are so com- combobulated and, and, and congested and you don't know what's what until we get to really the end of the season. And so, uh, look, hey, it's great that the SIAC – look, just don't mess it up, Tuskegee and Benedict, by messing around and losing, okay? Don't mess it up. Uh, and and they go deal. from there. Uh, yeah, Fayetteville State, don't mess it up either, okay? Uh, yeah, thank you, Tamara T. Says, Charlotte is not close to 95. Thank you, Tamara. I knew. Okay, knew put it on 85 then. Put it on 85. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so, uh, that's going to be the promotion tool. If you know any administrators at Virginia Union, Virginia State, Albany State, Fayetteville State, let's go ahead and get in their ear now. Uh, let them know. We want the what, winner Dallas of the State? Fountain City Classic. Versus the winner of the uh, what do they call the Virginia State the, the 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 Panther Trojan War is that what it's I don't know I just came up with a name there I don't I don't know if there's a <laughs> I don't know what it, is there is there somebody tell us in the chat room is there an official name for the Virginia State Virginia Union rivalry but that winner we want to see uh, take yeah. on all right I can, fascinating I can't stuff. say one thing Real quick one I can't last say thing. One thing yeah. One thing. Yeah. In the in the South Atlantic Conference, someone yeah. will play themselves out of the playoff picture, should play themselves out of the playoff picture. I better say should, because there's some nice head to head matchups these last two weeks in the South Atlantic Conference. Where in the Gulf South Conference, 
West Florida and Delta State are pretty much locked to be in with the remaining schedule. But the SAC I, I has has a, has, a, has a couple of top top fifteen matchups coming up over these last two weeks. All right, seeing some great stuff. Murfreesboro, which is home to Shawan, is about twenty minutes east of I ninety five near the Virginia line. Um, yes, yeah, so we're we're looking for neutral site locations. So that's what we're looking for. But the CIAA SIAC challenge, haphazard. I challenge. love it. The ha- oh, I, look, we just gave it a name, too. The CIAA SIAC <laughs> Hazard Challenge. Somebody's going Hazard to the playoffs. Somebody's not. That's, uh, that, yeah. you know, that's how you want it. Play yourself in. Redeem yourself, teams. Redeem yourself. Hey, Drew, let's take a short break. Come back. Let's get into talking about the big games over in the SWAC in the MEAC. There is a surprise team in first place in the MEAC that nobody – Nobody, because not even the, the people in the Northeast. Nobody in the Northeast was talking about this team. You weren't talking about them in the South either. We'll tell you who they are on the other side. You're watching the BCS. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place. For the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. It's like a loot machine. Welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian and AD here. Um, you know what, I Drew? Over the weekend, I didn't know Jackson State had a chant, you know, this this fire up, J-State fire. I didn't know that was a thing. I, look, I, you know, I learned something new thanks to uh, thanks to the uh, HBC or the uh, college, college game day, day, college game day appearance. Uh, so uh, by all accounts, by all reviews, it was an epic show uh, and an epic appearance. Um, 
you, that the 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 amount of coverage, uh, absolutely. Hey, I give you kudos, Jackson State, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, Southern fans for even ma- for also being a part of making that uh, event great. Um, you know, I, I like to follow a lot of those. Some of those ESPN people I follow for others, so I'm always curious to hear how they talk about that event. You know, I know Pat McAvee, former Colts kicker, uh, who's a part of that show. Uh, he was, he loved his, his time in Jackson, went to the, uh, battle of the bands, uh, by all accounts, you know, the jukebox or, uh, no, the sonic boom ran away with everything. The, 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 uh, battle of the bands, the zero quarter, the halftime, the fifth quarter, apparently, I mean, did, did, uh, did the human jukebox even show up? I'm, I'm just asking. I didn't <laughs> see, but I'm just going by reports. So they, they got shut out and the team got shut out. 35 nothing. I think that's the most, uh, I know there are a lot of surprising outcomes that happened in FCS Drew, but when you have the number one team in the West, number one team in the East, and it's a 35 point shutout, I don't know. If the, I think now there's a clear separation between Jackson State and everybody else. I don't know who oh, yeah. the second best team is now in black college football because I was really thinking it was Southern just on the way they had played leading up to that game. And then they get shut out for the second time in uh, this season. Drew, what do we make of Jackson State Southern? What do we make of this? I don't know what we make about Jackson State Southern, but I will address your question as who is the second best team to Jackson State? Question is, who cares? I am, why do I say who cares? Let me break let me break this down for you. Right now, most teams, we'll just go through the top five. Jackson State's number one. Most people have Florida A is number two. Who Jackson State uh, beat yeah, by 50, we know, 50 we plus know. points. Yeah, yes, yes, by a lot. They're number three team. They just shut out. The number four team in most people's polls is Central. Now, yeah. Jackson State hasn't played Central yet, but Jackson State beat the team that beat the number four team, North Carolina Central. That same North Carolina Central, who beat the number five team in North Carolina A&T. And then, let's take it a step further, Brian. Uh Uh-oh. You've got the team that's leading the MEAC, which is Howard. And Jackson State beat the team that beat Howard to open up the season. Yeah, they did. I forgot. Man, Jesus. And, and, uh, and the same Howard team that beat the number two team, well, the, the there was the number two team in the at Delaware State. How many degrees of separation have we gone thus far over Jackson? Way State too Dallas? many. Way too many. Way too many. Way too many. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jack, eight and oh, five and oh. Look, another shutout. I don't know how many shutouts it is. How many shutouts is that for Jackson State this year? They're only averaging. They're only giving up about ten a game. But um, 
that was a dominating first, performance. Actually, first shut out, Brian. That's the first shut out, but they gave up they've given up three, three, seven, eight, and eight. So in five of their eight victories, they've given up ten points or less. Eight points or less. One score or less in five of their eight victories, Brian. Wow. Um pretty impressive. I've only given up twenty points one time. So, look, uh, as we were saying, we, we felt like, okay, if Florida A&M is the best of the rest, which clearly <clears throat> there's Jackson State and then there's everybody else, but still that, I, you know, Jack, uh, let's see, FAMU has now won six in a row. Um, I think they've still got a tough road ahead of them. Uh, Southern comes to Bragg Memorial Stadium this upcoming Saturday. I think the last time Southern got shut out, they responded very well the next the next week. So that's that's got to be red flag warning for for the Rattlers because Southern will come in refocused after getting shut out. Um, and then they go to Alabama State, which I think is going to be a tricky game. Um, Alabama State. Who who did they just beat this uh, uh, the other day? Alabama, Alabama A&M, State. Magic City, just Magic beat. City Classic. Alabama A and M in front of uh, almost sixty eight thousand people. Awesome crowd there in Birmingham. Sixty eight, sixty seven plus thousand <laughs> which there. Is the reason, um, which is the reason why they're having difficulty uh, trying to see if they want to move that game to Progressive Field, which is the new stadium in Birmingham, Alabama, but that stadium only seats 40,000. I thought they had downtown, which you don't have, which Progressive is downtown, and you don't have the large tailgating area also like you have at Legion Field. They have, the game will be held in Birmingham. The location has not been renovations. Didn't they do renovations to Legion's Field, though? To the stadium, did that, they do renovations? You call that renovations? No, that, the city, city of Birmingham is not investing that kind of money into Legion Field. Uh, the stuff that they did were more of uh, necessary renovations, stuff that you had to do in order to just maintain the upkeep of the stadium. Outside, of, I wouldn't move you it. Know, basic painting. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't it's, move it. I wouldn't move it. But but for, would have for, for to people dis- in Birmingham, it's it's tough to have that big stadium sitting there in that neighborhood for just one game. So they're trying to find more events to host at Legion Field with the onslaught well, of do. Progressive Field. Yes, that's what you do. And you got to find more. If the USFL events. doesn't go back to uh, the city of Birmingham as far as the format that it was last year, that takes even few more events away from Birmingham. Because they played those games there, correct? Some. They played some, some. some satellite games there. The majority of the games were played at Progressive, but there were uh, some weekends where they and, played at both. Okay. Um, we'll get into the politics of the Magic City Classic another day. <laughs> Congratulations to Alabama State on that win. That, Southern, we're still trying to – look, here's the team I'm watching out for, Drew. Um, and I know, you know, obviously they just played a non-conference game. Um, but I think, you know, Texas, Texas Southern, Southern now is the team that you, 
I think you got to pay attention to. Um, if I just go look at the standings today, um, they are, I believe, in well, they're tied for second, but really they have a win over Southern. So really they are one game behind Prairie View, uh, even though they are a game behind Southern in the overall record. But in terms of conference play, Texas Southern and Southern are both three and two. Prairie View lost to Texas Southern. Now, let's let's project forward in terms of schedules, Drew. Uh, Prairie View, I believe, still has Alcorn on the schedule. Who Alcorn is two games out, and even though they've lost three, three in a row, I don't know if they're dead in the water yet. They they may have they may have one last breath in them. Alcorn does, but. For Alcorn, that would mean uh, they'd have to somehow find a way to beat Jackson State. That's a tall task, right? But yeah. what do we have? What are you looking at? The are you looking at the schedule matrix? What is Prairie View's final remaining conference games looking like? They have Alcorn on Friday night, this upcoming Friday, the Friday night special. Huge game, huge game. Yes, Friday night live. All- That's a huge game. Here's the scary thing. If Alcorn beats Prairie View, it's all downhill as far as Prairie View is concerned because their, their remaining games are UAPB and Valley. But we have seen Alcorn, excuse me, we have seen Prairie View do crazier things. The thing about the UAPB and Valley, both of those games are on the road. Okay, I, it, I'm not gonna say it, nothing is pot. Nothing is impossible, but uh, that would be a shock if they were to somehow fumble that bag. So, if Alcorn pulls off the upset, then it puts Texas Southern in play. What is Texas Southern's remaining schedule looking like? They've got Jackson State this uh, Saturday. Oh, and then they have Grambling and. Alabama A&M to finish out the season. Grambling at home. Jackson State is Grambling at home. Alabama A&M on the road. That's not easy. I mean, now that now that Grambling's got, they're getting taste of victories. Uh, uh, Preview has the easiest schedule. Preview has no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. They're one game up. They've got it. I mean, look, as easy as easy can be, uh, because they because realistically, Drew, what they could still lose and still win because they don't have to play Jackson state like Alcorn and Texas Southern does. So I'm not going to say it's previews to lose, but they control their own destiny to a large degree, right? Not only with their schedule, but they have a one game lead on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, can we jump over to our favorite conference to to talk about when things just never go as you might have predicted them to go? And uh, one other thing, I believe they have the head-to-head. Preview will have the head-to-head against everyone on the west side. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, there it is. All right. All right. The MIAC. Wow. 
So going into here's what we can I just go ahead and get this out the way. Can I just get this out the way, Brian? Say it. Go ahead. Say it. And my wildest thoughts. (laughs) When I think that entering the month of November, Howard, the Howard Bison would be in first place in the Mid Eastern Athletic Conference. I'm going to take that one step further, Brian. Okay. You know, there's always been this thing of will someone open the season in Atlanta and close the season in Atlanta? Well, mm-hmm. in 2023, Jackson State and South Carolina State played in the MEAC SWAC Challenge. So that was the first realistic possibility that most people were looking at for this to happen. But, oh, no, here come those bison in first place and uh, going into the month of November. Who may be everybody to it and be the first team to start and finish the season in Atlanta. Let's start the season in the BXWAC Challenge and finish the season in the Celebration Bowl. When I put money on that right now today, Brian, October 30th, 2022, no. <laughs> but – this is the MEAC we're talking about. Mm. Um, yeah, so and go <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. This Saturday's game against Central is essentially for control of the MEAC. Okay, well hold on, hold on. Let me let me go back a second because I want to set this up properly. Going into Saturday's games, you had obviously South Carolina State sitting in first place after their win over Central, right? And the talk, everybody's on the focus on South Carolina State, South Carolina State, South Carolina State, you know, they're going to they gonna do it again. They just knocked off Central, who was kind of everybody's favorite, the darling. We were all, we all kind of figuring out, well, how could Central possibly get back? Okay, so that's where we were. Then 41 to 14 happened. Morgan State <laughs> somehow dropped a 40 burger. You know what? If you go back and look, Drew, there was a lot of NCAA games that somebody scored 41 points. 41 was a magic number for a lot of teams in uh, college football on Saturday. I, just a random stat thing that I noticed. Uh, the defense for Morgan State, uh, three touchdowns. And then they scored the final 24 points. I mean, when you just like we, what we saw happen to Virginia Union, when the defense is scoring multiple touchdowns, I mean, good luck. I mean, anything, anything can happen. Um, you know, Morgan State snapped a three-game losing streak. That was the first time they beaten South Carolina State since November 15, 2014. Uh, most points scored by the Bears against South Carolina State in the series history. Uh, also, first conference win for head coach Damon Wilson. Uh, all right. So, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, my gosh, South Carolina State, what's going on? And you would think, hey, for North Carolina Central, that's a good thing. Hey, Drew, what was that score at what point in the ball game were you looking at the game between Central and Delaware State thinking, uh-oh, is that Delaware State that's actually beating North Carolina Central? 
I actually did not see the game live. I went back and saw a little bit of the replay and the fact that Central's defense had to win this game for them after the offense basically went kaput. Uh, and then the there was a pass interference in the end zone against Delaware State with approximately uh, 17 seconds to go in the game. And looks like I've lost Brian's uh, – looks like I lost Brian here for a second. But there was a uh, with 17 seconds to go in the game. So with, with that play, Central – excuse me, Delaware State was given another breath of life and was given basically three downs with the time that they had remaining. And they were able to score. And it looks like we've lost our uh, connection with Brian. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back after this break. And then we're going to go and break down uh, a little bit more of the BIAC and get into the pole rankings. You're listening to watch it to the BCSN Sports Wrap. It's Zadie and Brian. We'll be right back. It's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your view works itself. That's so you. It's just up here in the right. Of course you know where we're going. That's so you. Kind of got a sixth sense. And a head-up display. They're here. Hit the field. Warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life. Because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes, even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield, never not working. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Maureen is saving big. There, uh, you I guess we got our technical glitches worked out. Yeah, yeah, you know, we almost made it through the whole show with with no issues. So, okay, um, okay, so you were finishing up. I think when when I got sniped, uh, you were you finished up talking about the uh, uh, central defense, the the central defense, and and that win uh, <clears throat> for them. Okay, so. 
who's in first place? You know, that's the big <laughs> thing, right? Who's in first place? Uh, uh, none other than the Howard Bison. Uh, thanks to a 49-21 to 21 win over Norfolk State, they are... Uh, Three and five overall, two and zero oh in the conference. It's their second game in a row while snapping a thirteen-game road skid dating back to 2019. First win in Norfolk since 2016. You notice there's a lot of that going on this season, Drew. Well, we only got six teams in the conference, and you've got Norfolk I mean, just State to- in the conference. Well, I, I just well, I just feel like in general. I mean, I think we've talked about between the, uh, every kind. Delaware State, like Delaware State, point, snapped the streak last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I know there ago. was a couple teams in the CIAA who dropped the who, who, who snapped some streaks. You see, I mean, it just it's like this year is a lot of that going on. I, you know, I think the I don't know, just just me, but anyway. Um, so it's NIL. Blame it on NIL. Right, let's, yeah, that's what that's what everybody else seems to do. You know, if it does, if it can't fix it, blame NIL for it. Um, all right, take a look at the schedules going forward, uh, Drew, for this upcoming week. So Howard is sitting at two and zero in first place, and then I believe you have three to four teams that are four uh, at least one and one. Yes, um, sitting right behind them. Okay, so. Now you got, which I I guess you would have never thought this would be a battle for first place, but now you have Howard traveling to North Carolina Central. Interesting ball game, to say the least, for for North Carolina Central's homecoming. Um, Wow. Delaware State and South Carolina State. Somebody will lose and have two losses that might eliminate them. Norfolk State and A&T are playing. That's pretty much a non-conference game uh, for North Carolina A&T after a big win over Campbell. Uh, they get a break. No, nope, let's not forget uh, A&T. There's only how many teams in the Big South this year? Like six, six. in the Big South. Six. Yes, they all. Yeah. Six so, so, so they're running. They're running a similar five-game conference schedule like the MEAC. And they're about they're about three or four different. Uh, FCS conferences that only have six teams of them now. I believe the OVC is another one that only has six teams. Just going off the top of my head. Now, okay. There's one other one out there. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to make any bold predictions, Drew, about who's gonna do what in this conference, because I, I think every week we may have a new team at number one, to be honest. I think it's a very likely every week we will have a new team uh, sitting at number one in the MEAC. And that, look, that that's interesting, okay? We, let's let's do this. Instead of it being MEAC-ish, let, let's save the MEAC for the last week of the conference season, Drew, when we have three to four teams, same number of losses. How about that? What, what the question is, will that be one loss or two losses, Brian? I'm, I'm going to say at least two. It's going to have to Ooh. be two. It's going to have three to be. and two. Three and two. 
Everybody will be three inches. Let's 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 do that. Let's save Miakis for everybody. Four teams being is that impossible mathematically? I don't know. Four teams being three and two. We have to look and see is that mathematically possible to happen. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, that that'll be uh, that'll be something worth. uh, we're paying attention to going forward. All right, Drew, let's uh, let's fast forward the conversation into our top five ranking because uh, we said we didn't want to be here, and so we're already reaching our our overtime. Uh, well, you know, we'll one over. Put more quarters. Yeah. So so let's go into the top five. Lots of lots of controversy last week. I mean the the controversial top five. Man, I tell you, people. Uh, people were buzzing, trying to figure out how in the heck uh, did so and so get me. Um, where did you send me yeah. this uh, link to? Where, where, where is it at? You sent it to my email. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me see which hey, email. Did, let me make sure you send it to the right email. Yeah. I'll to the black comments here. Email. Make sure I got the right email. Black comments. Right, okay. Got it. Okay, so and we did have our market correction this uh, week. Ah, well, that'll make people happy. That'll make people happy. All right, let's start with the non D one. Now, let me ask this before, just in general, as it relates to the HBCU Pro Sports Media going into the week. Uh, Virginia Union had nineteen of the twenty first place votes. Do you? Yes or no? Just yes or no question, Drew. Do you think? Benedict will be the undisputed number one team in what what we call at level the mid major level in black uh, football. Brian, we said we weren't gonna waste time today, so you wasted your time asking me that question. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You, I'm just, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. That's just how I am. We will have you undisputed quick uh, yes number no, one no. at both. We will have an undisputed uh, number one at okay, both on both levels. All right, thank you. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. All right, uh, here we go. Non D one. All right, you got graphics, or you just want me to start with yeah. the hub no, teams? I've got graphics. All right, so uh, I can't see them, but I'm just going to read. Start right here with in the hunt teams through uh, October 29th. This is our week number six poll in the hunt. Fort Valley State outside of the top five. Their record is seven and two, two overall. Tough loss to Savannah State. Might have got screwed on a touchdown, which was reversed. Uh, but nonetheless, their number, they're outside. Virginia State also the outside looking in. Six and three overall, five and two win over APA. Here comes the Virginia Union game. Did, we ever, did anyone ever post a game for that Virginia Union, Virginia State rivalry? Just curious. Uh, if so, make it real visible. Here we go. Number five. Number five, Fayetteville State coming in at number five. Seven and two overall, six and one. Big win over Shaw, 28 to 20. Uh, wrapped up the NCAA North for the fourth consecutive year. Congratulations South. That would be to the Broncos. I'm sorry, the South for the fourth consecutive year. They're at Winston-Salem State this week. Don't mess it up. Don't get comfortable and somehow lose your playoff rankings or possibilities. By losing to the Rams, who have won three games in a row, by the way. Number four, the Albany State Rams, coming at number four, seven and two overall, five and one in conference. Defeated Morehouse thirty-one to seven. They uh, this week will take on Valley State. 
in the Fountain City Classic. Number three, number three, winners of seven consecutive games, the Tuskegee Golden Tigers, seven and two overall, six and zero, defeated Kentucky State twenty eight to seven. This upcoming Saturday in the refurbished, renovated stadium, Cleve Abbott Memorial Stadium. Did I say all that right? Cleve Abbott Alumni Memorial Stadium. Ah, forgot the word alumni. See, I was close. Health miles for homecoming and senior day. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Number two, formerly was number one, Virginia Union. Uh, tough loss to Shawan, 26-21. They, you know, they will travel to Virginia State for their senior day this upcoming week. And the new Nun team, uh, just in uncharted stories, unprecedented, uh, 9-0, 6-0 in conference, the Benedict College Tigers, uh, after nine, crosstown rival Allen University this upcoming uh, week. Big matchup. So there we go. Top five. Benedict one, Virginia Union two, Tuskegee three, Albany State four, Fayetteville. I like all five of these teams, Drew. Really do. So um, great football that these five teams have played all year. And, and Valley. I, I want to throw Valley in there, Fort Valley State. Great, good football by these teams the entire season. Uh, any comments, any thoughts? No, it's pretty much as you would expect. The one thing that I want to notice, look at the lack of separation between five and the two in the hunt team, though, Brian. 185 for number five, 182 for uh, IE number six, and 181 for number seven. So that's the one thing I want I want to point out to everyone, where there's clear separation between all of the rest of the team uh, to the next level. All right. Well said. Okay, let's move to the Division One level. Uh, very controversial last week. Lots of controversy. Uh, again, that's just what these computers... Won't have it this week. All right, the team... No, it won't be this week. Uh, in the hunt, Southern dropping out of the top five. Uh, in the hunt, 5-3, 3-2. Of course, 35 nothing lost. They're traveling to FAMU. Uh, Prairie View... Uh, I think they too dropped out of the top five, five and three, four and one. Even though they did win, um, I, I put six, four to forty-eight. They put sixty on them. I, yeah, uh, I don't know. For, Maybe there was for those, a late, for those who cannot add, that's one hundred four points. Look, there's so many points scored. I was, I had a, I had a gentleman in the press box where I was. He kept, I, I, he kept asking me for score up. And I was like, yo, every time I look, somebody's scoring. I was like, who's got the lead? Now Bethune's got the lead. Oh, then the next minute, I'm like, Prairie has got the lead. I was like, holy cow. Um, was, that's a – somebody – I want to see the video on that game. Also, I had to ask Dr. Cavill, was his neck okay? Because from going back and forth, did he have whiplash and watching all the ball go up and down the field like that? That game needs some video or a video highlight package uh, to see all 112 points that were scored in that contest. Howard, even here three and five, remember conference wins matter. Now they travel to North Carolina Central 
and uh, battle for number one this week. Okay, let's go to the top five. Number five, top five teams. This is the BCSN Computer Rankings Division One. Number five, Alabama State. Might be a shocker to some people. Five and four, three and two. A uh, big win over Alabama A&M in the Magic City Classic, 24-17. They traveled to Bethune-Cookman uh, this upcoming Saturday. Number four is... Four, North Carolina A&T State. Um, five and three, two and oh, They actually defeated Campbell, not Robert Morris. They defeated Campbell 45-38. This week, they're host Norfolk State. So, win by the Aggies. Number three. Number three, North Carolina Central. Uh I don't know whether they jumped or I don't know. There's all kinds of controversy last week. Yes. I don't know where they were. They jumped back in. They were outside they, last week. They jumped back. Okay. Yeah. See, see what I mean? Last week they were out. Now they're back three spot. Two and one in conference, six and two. Um, with thanks to that 28 to 21 win over Delaware State. Now they host Howard homecoming and a chance to get back in the first place in the MIAC. Number two. None other than the FAMU, Florida A&M Rattlers. I believe you is five and two. I think the I think your the numbers may be off there. I think they're maybe six and two. Yes, FAMU is actually six and two, four and one, or uh, yeah, six and two, four and one in the conference. Um, they've won six games in a row since they lost to Jackson State uh, back. Won a 27 to win over UAPD. They host Southern. Big win for FAMU could really start to generate more buzz about Florida and pop and postseason play. But I, they've got it. It's not an easy road, and uh, they won 14 games in a row. Brag. They've got Southern coming. You know, dangerous. Dangerous cat after a shutout loss. So I'm, you know, just be ready for that one, fam. You, and then of course, number one, without a doubt, undisputed, the top team in all of Black College football, uh, Jackson State, um, first shutout of the season over Southern, and then they got they traveled to Houston to take on Texas Southern. Uh, it, that'll be interesting. Texas Southern currently hanging around at second place in the West. A win by the Southern, man. I tell you what, that might somehow catapult that team into a position to actually win a division this year. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, so recapping the top five again, one to five, Jackson State, Florida A&M, North Carolina A&T State, and Alabama State. Uh, market correction. Disregard those records. Disregard those records for yeah, the uh, records. Alabama State, Florida, and they were not updated. But yeah, everybody, everybody and look the away, point, look away at the records, and and the points are correct. The points are what so matter. The points are what is correct. All right. Uh, any any thoughts there, Drew? As you look at the top five, uh, some may wonder why Alabama State over Southern. Uh, and the 35 nothing loss had nothing to do with it. 
but, you know, Southern has had a couple of weaker opponents on their schedule. So that strength of schedule really has helped out vault Alabama State up over Southern. Uh, Southern did play Florida Memorial earlier this year, and they played Virginia Lynchburg a couple of weeks ago for homecoming. So that was probably the primary difference between those two, even though they have the same identical conference record. Okay. Uh, let's – I think my my, my, you know, my audio or video, something is going crazy here for me. Uh, it, let's, let's quickly turn to, as we get ready to wrap up the show, games we are looking forward to this upcoming weekend. I know we've kind of spotlighted a lot of them here in this hour, but uh, what, what are you – what's your game of the week? Uh, on both levels. Let's see if we can narrow it down to one. Game of the week on both levels. Oh, my God. I only get one? Well, if I only get one on the under under division one level, I have got to go with Albany State Fort Valley. I mean, it's an elimination game for the playoffs. So that's going to be my non-Division One game, and on the Division One game, I, I, I've got to go to the BAC. I mean, Howard Central, it's for control of the BAC. It's going to tell us whether Howard is relevant. No better way to put it. Those, If I have to narrow it down to two games, those are the two games that I want to narrow it down to. Okay. Um I'm surprised you didn't say. Okay, so let, let me let me just quickly. Uh, let, how quickly can I do this? I, I just want to quickly take a peek at Elizabeth City State against Sean. Um, because I'm going to say my game of the week is Virginia State Virginia Union in the Panther Trojan Classic, which we don't know if it has. Uh, See, you only gave you only gave you one. You only gave you one, so I had to pick. Well, okay, I, that, that that's. That's the one. That's the one I'm going with. But I did want to just I'm just curious to see what if any type of series history there is between these two, and maybe our good friend uh, Chris Ferguson can tell us. So I, I have to kind of check in with him to kind of see what kind of series history there is. But I think the ramifications of look, Virginia Union has handled. Every tough test on the road. The home stumble, it's surprising without a doubt. So that's what makes this game so big to me. You know, because if Union wants to stay in the hunt for a playoff, they have to win this game. And there's no tougher task than having to deal with the rival. Okay. Then for a lot of the alumni, they're going to be thinking back to the broken water bucket play. I, you know, a game that went into overtime, and you, you, the alumni are going to be talking about. So that's uh, that's that's all standing staring them right there in the face. Okay, my division one game of the week had a couple choices here, Drew. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go to 
the Friday night game. Show Houston. If you're going to be Houston, Houston's a great place to be this weekend to watch some black college football. Because not only Horn versus Prairie View, but then you get a chance, hopefully, to see Texas Southern and Jackson State uh, in in PT Stadium, right? So if I was in the area, if I were a Houstonian or within an hour of Houston, I'd probably get a hotel and, and spend the weekend and go check out some games. But an Alcorn State loss, which would be their fourth in a row, devastating loss, elimination for them. Prairie View, who controls their destiny, would, pro- would somehow open the door for not only Southern, but Texas Southern. And the fact that that game is a Friday, it gives extra motivation if somehow Alcorn Beach Prairie View, the, the of Texas Southern and of Southern perk up because they realize that, oh, shoot, we still got a shot at winning the West. So when I talk about of a game, this game has that kind of impact. So Friday night for is where I'll be watching. I'll be tuned in. That game is on ESPNU. It's a 7 Eastern, 6.30 Central kickoff. Um, what other TV games? We never have a we never have a Thursday night game. ESPNU has a Thursday night game. Alabama A&M, Mississippi State. That's 7.30. Um, let me see. Who else that we mentioned is on national TV. Um, not sure if PRC Communications or who that is that's broadcasting the Virginia State Virginia Union game. Um, that's, a Howard, local, uh, that's a local uh, cable company up there, right? Okay, right now, no the Central Howard game maybe up here on ESPNU maybe or ESPN Plus rather. Uh, State, Texas Southern there's a 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. That'll be on ESPN Plus. Uh, Southern at FAMU be on ESPNU at 6 Eastern, 5 Central. So that's a game worth watching as well. Uh, any final thoughts, anything you want to mention before we break like the wind, Drew? Last year, Elizabeth City defeated Shawan 30 30- Two to twenty eight. But Elizabeth City is uh four and nine against Shawan in the last thirteen matchups. Okay. But uh so it won't be such an easy game for Shawan is what you're saying. Here, here, here's the thing, Brian. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. City, uh, they they had won three of the last. Lisbon City had won three in a row before losing last year. Then they lost it. Then they won. But before that, Elizabeth City had won. Oh, check that. Let me check that. Let me uh, correct that. Elizabeth City has won nine 
nine and four against Shawan in the last thirteen. I'm on the wrong site. Elizabeth City had ran yeah, like, one, two, three, okay. four, five, six, se- seven in a row uh, th- this decade before okay. the tides turned in 2015. So there is a chance. Virginia Union Panthers. Okay, okay, good enough. And I just saw Jeff Roberts said the Gold Bowl. So I, I, I wonder if Jeff is referring to the Virginia State Virginia Union contest, known as the Gold Bowl. I, I'm hoping that's what he's referring to. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I love my Panther Trojan classic, um, but anyway, that's uh, that's what I'm gonna <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call it. Hey, I'll probably got I'll probably get some hate mail. Probably get some hate mail about that later. Hey, uh, I know in the I know we drew one of the things that. I thought we would be talking about basketball this week. So we can have any conversation about basketball for next week because the seasons actually start November 7th. We got one final week for basketball before they start up. All right? All right. Let's pick so up the show and get out of here. Talk about. All right. Great cue, great send-off. Uh, Make sure you're following us on the Black College Sports Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at MyBCSN1. Go download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play and Apple App Store. Just search MyJBN and MyBCSN. Uh, You can also um, follow, download the BCSN pod zones on all all of the podcast platforms, even Amazon Music. Just say, hi, Alexa, play BCSN Podzone, and I guarantee our shows will pop up. How cool is that? Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere else. Um, You can even leave tips. Hey, anybody on YouTube, you can leave a You can make a donation there. You can also send a donation uh, to the uh, to the Black College Sports Network and support our show, uh, myjbn.com slash support. And that's how you can contribute and help uh, help us continue to fund this project and do what it is that we're doing. So that's going to do it for tonight's show. Um, if you didn't get a chance to go back, uh, you joined us after the second hour and you missed that first hour, um, where we celebrated, took all, in our way, we tried to celebrate the life of Mr. Eric Moore, um, the founder of, of the Honored and Honored.com. I want to encourage you to go back and watch that first hour. Uh, we had not only our president, uh, Roy Evans of Co Broadcast Network and the BSN, but also um, Mr. Luke Williams, editor of the Black College Sports Page. Um, can I stress to you? how much of an impact Mr. Moore made in this speech. So if you enjoy the black college coverage that you're seeing uh, and from so many different entities, it all traces back to Mr. Moore and what he brought for com and black college sports information to the internet. That's where it started. And so we all take a moment 
and uh, keep his family in our thoughts and prayers. And we just say thank you, Mr. Moore. Thank you for everything you've done for us in this space. So many SIBs, administrators, coaches, players, media members are thankful uh, to have had you in our life for as long. And we shall see you again soon, sir. For AD Drew, I'm Brian Fulford. Thanks for watching tonight's show, guys. Be safe. God bless. And good night. But you know, I'm gonna stay on hard.